And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr, and suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. This your place, Carl? Yeah, what do you think? Really? It's really awful. But I have a lot of things that are on order. You know, credit trouble. Pay more attention to your schoolwork and less to the radio. You always listen to the radio. It's different. Our lives are ruined already. The Whistler. The tape will self-destruct in five seconds. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, Movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the vivacious Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Francis Langford and Lou Parker star as John and Blanche, the battling Bickersons from 1951. But first, it's TV Jeopardy. Lisa Wolf Trebek will play audio clips from popular TV shows. And I'll try to name the show while you play along with us at home. Right, Lisa? That's right. Now, this is an interesting edition of TV Jeopardy. Of course it is. Uh, As always, because tonight we are doing game shows. Mm, Um, Game game shows. shows, Popular game shows that we know and love. And in order to guess the game shows, I will give you a portion of the theme song of the Mm, game show. mm. And we'll see if you can figure it out. Now, they'll all be familiar, but it's, you know, figuring out what the show is. Oh, I'm going to have to take a little extra Prevagen, yeah, probably. Well, you do whatever you need to do over there. I don't right. need to know. <laughs> Here's the she never wants to know. <laughs> There's just too much. Here's the first song. That's, that's um, Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> no. Oh, that... I told you, you'll know the song, but it's hard to place it. Um, it's not Wheel of Fortune. It's huh? not. Um, Our listeners are yelling at you um, right now. They're screaming. Family Feud? Yes. It is? But you don't get it. You you, you don't get that one. I don't one. get it? You, no. You, that was your second guess. It doesn't count. Oh, man. So original originally run from 76 to 85 on ABC with who was the host? The first host the first was host. Richard Dawson. Exactly. And then we had... And that was the best. He was the best. I, I, I agree with you. Love uh, Richard Dawson. Some of them And then there was great. another guy. There was like Ray Combs. Blonde-haired guy. There Ray was Holmes. Louis Anderson. There was Louis Richard Anderson Karn. Was there was good. John O'Hurley. And Steve wow. Harvey presently. He's good. I like Steve Harvey a lot. Yeah. Really? He's great. You know. I like Steve right. Harvey. I, I don't know. Oh, he's all great. Right. Anyway. Okay. Anyways. Right. Eh, okay. You know. I missed right. the first one. He, he's a lot. Okay. Here's the next one. Oh, that's Wheel of Fortune. There you go. I gave you a little hint that's there. with Wheel the, of Fortune. That's Wheel of Fortune. It's aired continuously since 1975. Wow. And it, who, who's It's the, always been the same, yeah, too, right? and who are they? So that's Pat Sajak. Right. And um, hang on, hang yep. on. And uh, Pat Sajak. And um, give me your first name. No, that's the whole thing. Give me your initials. It's all about her first about name. Vanna White. There it is. Vanna White. Vanna White. Ooh. You know, I saw her recently. She still looks great. He still does yeah. a great job. They're a great yes. team. Like you and like you and me were yeah, a great team. that's true. Um, so they've hosted it since its inception. Man. Isn't that you something? You think they all like get on each other's nerves like we like do, we do. <laughs> each other? 
<laughs> or you think they're best friends like us? I think they're best friends they're like we are. are. I don't yeah. think they've been working together that long. Really? And not lo- like each other. Because yeah. somebody would have bowed out or, you know. And they must really like each other. Because think about pairs on radio. They don't last unless right. they have a good relationship. You know. Sure. Well, we're going to play happen. a pair. John and that's right. Bickerson in <laughs> but, a little bit. Here. But they love each other. Yeah. Even though they're All bigger. right. So that's All right. cool. That's cool. Next one. Yeah. Take a while, guys. I mean, you know the show. Uh, I'm just Think about say, the 60s. I'll just say password. I'll just say correct. What? Get out of here. Get the heck out That's of here. That's true. It is password. That's password? That is password from on CBS you from 61. You like Ingrained these, in the these, corners like of your brain. Crevices I know. in your brain. I know. That, and who was the original host? A password? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That was Alan Ludden. Oh, Alan Ludden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, there's there's password plus after that, and super password and million dollar password. But you know, the original is yeah. always the best one. Wow. I got it. You did. Jeez. Jeez, Louise. Holy moly. All Batman. right, here's the next one. Um, can you picture it? The I can, price is right. Yes. The can't you picture them running down right. the audience and to the stage there? The price is price right. Price is right. Yes. I'm pretty good at right. this. Right. I know. God, who would have So this began, it? you know when this, <laughs> you know what year this show began? Yeah, a long time ago. Give it a, give it a guess. I'll say 1970. 56. What? Yep. 56. It was hosted as a TV game show by Bill Cullen and it was oh, revamped man. in 72. Well, and see, the version I was, was thinking of the, the Bob, Bob Barker, Barker one. Version. Yeah. Exactly. I didn't know there was one right. before And it. then after that, after Bob Barker is... Drew Carey. Oh, Drew Carey. Yeah. Right, 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 right. right. I, I can, that music they, comes on and I picture them running down. Ask us to host a game show. Or be on it. Right? We no, would be I great. I want to host it. I want to host a game I, show. I want to win like a, a trip to Hawaii. Yeah, but wouldn't you like to like host a game yeah, show? Yeah, and that win would be a trip cool. to Hawaii. <laughs> so if It you, would be cool. If you want me to host a game show out there, yeah. 555- 1212. 1212. 867-5309. All right, there's one more. Okay. This is the classic. I've gotten almost every one of them. Almost. This is the classic. Come on, you got this. Okay. This is either... This is either, uh, let me just, okay. It's either the dating game or Hollywood Squares. Is it either one of those? I'm going to say Hollywood Squares. It's not. Not either one of those? It's not. You're really close with the dating game, but it's not the dating game. Is it, is it the one where, is it the one where that guy would dance around all the time? No, because I don't know what that means. (laughs) What is it? It's the newlywed game. Didn't I say that? No. What did I say? The dating game, that's a different show. What else did I say? You said Hollywood Squares. Oh, yeah. Newlywed. You know the Newlywed game. Yeah. And you you know... That's my favorite one. That's the best one when they argue about, you know, what they had for dinner last night. I like Hollywood Squares, too. I I like this better. Well, no, this is better, yeah. And do you remember what they used to say to get around the network censorship? No. They used to... I think I can say making whoopee. Oh, yeah, making whoopee, Remember that was their little, you know... Sure way of getting around it so they can actually talk about 
Yeah, know, the newlywed, newlywed game. The newlywed that was such game. A, gosh, is that still on? Is it still being produced? I don't think produced? so. Since 1966. Man. Well, so. I got like four out four of six. Out of, four out We did five. Right, I, so I did three, three out of five. Okay. So close. All right. Thanks, Lisa. <laughs> thanks, Carl. Great you did job. great. When we come back, it's the Battling Bickersons. You're going to love it. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. All right, Lisa. The Bickersons. You know, we don't play many Bickerson shows. There's not a lot of them in circulation or that we have, you know, in good quality. But um, one of the greatest, one of the funniest comedy series of all time, Donna Michi was the original John Bickerson. Francis Langford was Blanche Bickerson. Premiered on NBC in 1946, then went to CBS in 1951. John and Blanche were a married couple who spent nearly all of their time together in relentless verbal warfare. And for a short time, Lou Parker played John. You know who Lou Parker is? Remember um, That Girl? Oh, okay, Mar- with Marlo Thomas. Yes, her father, father. on the sh- mm-hmm. on the I show remember. was Lou Parker. Sure, it was created. The characters were created by Philip Rapp, who also created Baby Snooks and Daddy. The sketches usually began with John sound asleep, snoring. Then Blanche, who was an insomniac, trying to awaken John from his snoring, and uh, it was just great. I mean, they loved each other, but they bickered like crazy. This series. Believe it or not, inspired the honeymooners and married with children and other TV shows about couples who fought but you know loved each other. In the 1960s, this is incredible. Think about this, Lisa. In the 1960s, Donna Michi and Francis Langford reunited to star as the Bickerson in a series of LPs under the Columbia label that sold more than 30 million copies. I think it is the Number one selling comedy record series of all time. Think about that. 30 million records. Well, we have an episode of the Bickersons for you now from June 12th, 1951. This stars Lou Parker as John with uh, Francis Langford as um, Blanche Bickerson. Let's go back uh, June 12th, 1951 for the Bickersons. Now, the Bickersons. The Bickerson, starring Francis Langford and Lou Parker. They fight, they yell, they squabble and squawk, but they love each other as much as any married couple in the world. That's Francis Langford and Lou Parker, stars of Philip Rapp's humorous creation, The Bickersons, produced and broadcast transcribed from Hollywood. And here is John Bickerson himself, Lou Parker. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, and good evening. Before we go any further, on behalf of Francis Langford and myself, courtesy demands that I thank you for your many kind letters regarding our first program. But in this matter, if you didn't send any, we'll dispense with that formality. <laughs> Instead, I'd like to take this opportunity to present my favorite actress and singer, lovely Frances Langford. Ladies and gentlemen, we mentioned on our first show that Francis would sing any number requested by a boy in the service. So if you're a GI, drop us a line. 
Tonight, we've chosen a letter from the first army man to come back from Korea, Corporal Thomas L. Alvarez, who's at the Wadsworth VA Hospital, and he'd like to hear on the sunny side of the street. Is that in your book, Francis? Right on page one. Good. So with the help of Tony Romano and his orchestra, this is for you, Tommy. Get your coat and get your hat. Leave your worries on the doorstep. Life can be so sweet on the sunny side of the street. Can't you hear that bit of Just direct your feet to the sunny side of the street. I used to walk in the shade with those blues on parade. But now I'm not afraid. This rover crossed over. If I never have a cent, I'll be rich as Rockefeller. Gold dust at my feet On the sunny side of the street I used to walk in the shades With those blues on parade But now I'm not afraid This rover crossed over If I never have a cent I'll be rich as Rockefeller Dickersons are at the breakfast table. Adhering to the belief that it's wise to start the day with a substantial meal, they sat too diligently at the groaning board. Blanche is groaning and John is bored. John, you're not listening. Hmm? I've been talking to you for five minutes and you haven't heard a word I said. Have too. What did I say? You said, John, you're not listening. <laughs> I mean, before that. I wasn't listening before that. What? I'm sorry, Blanche. I gotta finish these sales reports. What did you say? Well, for your information, Lorraine White's husband got her a new Cadillac last week. Good. And Elsie Block is on her third mink. Well, her husband's a butcher. They can afford to eat mink and wear steak. <laughs> Why aren't you a butcher? What butcher? You just didn't have enough brains to see the beef boom coming. <laughs> Listen, Blanche, I don't know what you've got on your mind this morning, but I haven't got time for it. Well, I'm just sick of going around dressed like a pauper. Wherever I go, all the women point at me and say... There goes Bickerson's wife. Look how she's dressed. For heaven's sakes, look how I'm dressed and I'm Bickerson. <laughs> Forget about mink coats, Blanche. We can't afford it. Where's my hat? You're wearing it. Where are you rushing? You've still got 15 minutes and you haven't eaten a thing. I haven't time. I'll eat out. Why don't you eat at home? I'm not hungry now. Save it for my supper tonight. It won't keep. I saved it from your supper last night. <laughs> I'm not going to throw away perfectly good food. Well, then give it to the cat. You hate that cat, don't you? Blanche, <laughs> please, I'll be late. Where's my vacuum cleaner? You're wearing it. Must you carry that hose around your neck? I only have two hands. Open the door. Here, take the orange juice squeezer with you. Is that thing broken again? 
Cost me $6 to have it fixed last week. Well, they didn't do a good job. The first time I used it, an onion got caught in the motor. Why don't you fix it? I'll fix it tonight. You say it, but you won't do it. Do it now. What? Go on, take off that vacuum cleaner and fix the orange juicer. Blanche, I gotta go to work. I can't be fixing orange juices. Well, you've been screaming about saving money. All right, I might as well. I don't make $6 a day. Give it to me. The tools are in the bread box. Hello, Mrs. Pickerson. Here's your fur coat. I put a new label in. Nobody knows it. Keep your voice down. My husband's still here. Oh, well, I'll bring it back later, huh? No, no. Please, Mr. Strom, I can't afford it. You'll have to give me my money back. Money back? I already changed the label and dyed the collar. I can't help it. I have to have the money back. Please. What? Just a minute, John. Listen, Mr. Strom, take the money over to Barney's house and leave it there. I'll do business with you some other time. Who is that at the door? I told him we didn't want any. Did you fix the orange juicer? I fixed it. How could you fix it? Needed a new motor. I hooked it up to the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Does it work? It works fine. Except it sucks up the juice and spits the pits in your face. <laughs> so long, Blanche. <laughs> me rush all the way over here? What's so important that you couldn't have told me over the phone? Barney's friend, Mr. Sturm, was here. You know, the furrier. Oh, good. Pass the ketchup. Did he leave the money? No. Well, what did he leave? He left town. Oh, Barney. <laughs> don't worry, I got the coat. Well, I don't want the coat. I can't afford to keep it. Barney, you've got to get that money back. It's John's insurance money. So what? He's good for years yet. More of them goat ribs, Clara. Stop eating so much and help me figure out a way to get that money back. The best way is to ask John for it. He hasn't got it. He hasn't got it. Well, he'll get it. There's always money for an emergency. What emergency? What emergency? Barney, go into your den. I want to talk to Blanche alone. Secrets. Every time they got secrets, I have to go sit in my den. <laughs> Give me some of that rutabaga pudding. Thanks. Goodbye. It's very simple, Blanche. John's so soft-hearted... Tell him that mother's sick and you have to go visit her. But I don't want to go all the way to Omaha. You don't go to Omaha. You get the fare from John and come stay with us for a few days. Well, if you really have to go, Blanche, if your mother is that sick, I'll make the sacrifice and let you go. But I'm going to miss you terribly. What are you smiling at? Uh, nothing. <laughs> I was just thinking of a funny thing one of my customers said. Never mind. Said. Where's the fare? It's in the sugar bowl. I was saving it for my insurance. But don't touch but... that. What? Get away from that bowl, John. What's wrong? Well, something terrible would happen if I used that money. Huh? It's bad luck. Everybody knows it's bad luck to give insurance money to a wife to use for fare to visit a sick mother. I never heard of such a thing. All right, I won't go. Wait a minute. If you're so superstitious, I'll withdraw the money from our Christmas fund savings. Well, fine. I'll pick up the train ticket at the same time well, you and you... can't do that. Why not? It's no trouble. It isn't bad. It's bad luck. Everything's bad luck. What do you want me to do? Well, you've got to give me the cash right now and let me buy the ticket myself. Well, the only money I've got on me is the vacuum cleaner installments I collected today. Now, that's good luck. These are just funny, funny radio shows. The Bickersons, Lou Parker, Francis Langford... We'll get back to it in just a moment. And uh, just a reminder, folks, you're listening to Hollywood 360, and this show, this full five-hour show with five half-hour classic radio shows, 
can be emailed to the full program, all of our hijinks, all of our uh, banter, the shows, the trivia contests, the games, everything can be emailed to you every Monday. So uh, we do the show on Saturday. It's a full five-hour show. On Monday, you can get the podcast all sent to you along with our Radio Rarities podcast, which is a another hour-long program, all for a very low price of five ninety nine a month. That's uh, that's a month, not a week. You get this every week for only five ninety nine a month. Go to our website, Hollywood three sixty radio dot com. That's Hollywood three sixty radio dot com, or you can call, speak to a live operator at. 815-900-7535. That is 815-900-7535. When we come back, it's more of the Bickersons, so stick around. We'll be right back. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, Sam Spade, Burns and Allen, Have Gun, Will Travel, Gangbusters, and Sherlock Holmes, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Carl Amari and I co host in total you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month become a classic radio club member at classicradioclub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator log on to classicradioclub.com or call 815-900-7535 that's 815-900-7535 Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Lisa, one of my heroes is a man named William F. Buckley Jr. You might remember him as the host of Firing Line on PBS. He hosted it for more than three decades. Anyway, Buckley got his start as founder of the magazine National Review way back in 1955. And even back then... We had problems with sensationalistic, sloppy journalism, and he thought Americans deserved a serious conservative voice in the public square. And National Review was the answer to that problem, and they are continuing that legacy today. We are proud to be partnering with National Review here at Hollywood 360. More than 65 years later, they are still committed to producing serious journalism from a conservative perspective. If you're looking for a serious news source grounded in America's founding principles, we have a special offer just for our Hollywood 360 listeners. That's right. Whether you like to read online or prefer a good magazine in your hands, you can start reading today by going to nationalreview.com slash Hollywood for 60% off any subscription. That's nationalreview.com slash Hollywood for 60% off any subscription. All right, we're listening to The Bickersons. Uh, Originally, Don Amici and Francis Langford played John and Blanche Bickerson. Then a little later, Don Amici was not available. He was doing some other radio show at the time. And so Phil Rapp, the creator and producer of The Bickersons, cast Lou Parker, and as we talked about earlier, a visual of Lou Parker would be the dad on that girl. 
Remember that show? That I, was a great show. I do remember because I'm a huge oh fan gosh. of Marlo Thomas. She I was so great. I thought on that, she right? was something else. That yep. was really a great series. I don't know, maybe like probably four or five seasons, but it was fantastic. I loved it. And he was her, you know, bombastic dad yes. on there. Um, anyway, um, that's who's playing John on these uh, on this particular episode. Let's go back to June 12, 1951 now for the conclusion to The Bickersons. Here at the groceries, Mr. Biggerson, he's Mrs. Biggerson in a way. She's been gone three days. Her mother's been sick. Put that stuff in the kitchen. Hey, where's the kitchen? Right behind that stack of dirty dishes in the doorway. <laughs> Watch your step. Hey, maybe you'd like my wife to clean up for you while Mrs. Pickerson is gone. My wife is a fine housekeeper. I'll manage. For a couple of dollars, she would clean up that big pile of dirty laundry. That's my bed. <laughs> you got any matches? I've used up a whole box trying to light this stove. Thanks. I'll handle it now. Let's see. Where are the eggs? Here. What are you staring at? Lots of people like to fry eggs in their coffee. Sure What do you mean, sure? You think you can do better? I think so If you like, I make you anything you like All I want is an omelet You mean just plain omelet? Yes Okay (laughs) Now you chop up this onion While I melt the cheese and open up some beans Plain omelet Here's the chopped onion You didn't peel it I never peel it It spoils the vitamins Why is there a mushroom-shaped cloud coming out of that pan? The top fell off of the chili powder. (laughs) I'll stir in some cornstarch. You want me to slap the eggs in? Oh, you don't need the eggs. Huh? Spoils the taste. (laughs) Get a plate, Mr. Biggers, and she's ready now. Plain omelet. Yeah. Thanks very much. Here's a half a buck for your trouble. Oh, thank you. First time I ever saw a dish like this. First time I ever made it. Hello? This is the long-distance operator. Are you the party who placed a call to Omaha? Yes. Well, the number still doesn't answer. We'll keep trying and call you back. Thank you. Hello, Clara. How was the movie? No good. Barney's seeing it over. Wish I hadn't gone. Did you give little Ernie a bath? No. Listen, Clara, I don't see why a 14-year-old kid can't bathe himself. (laughs) What's the matter with you, Blanche? You've been on edge for two days. Sick of this. Barney engineered the deal with the coat. You made me lie to my husband. Now, don't blame Barney. He's put himself out plenty to make you comfortable here. Comfortable? You've been using me for a scrub woman and a nursemaid and a laundress... And on top of it all, I have to sleep in the bathtub. I'd rather go home and take the consequences. You make it sound like I'm getting some gain out of it, Blanche. After all, who's going to get the pleasure of the mink coat? You or me? I am. So if you don't mind, I wish you'd take it off and let me get out of here. Blanche is back in her own bed again. It's three o'clock in the morning, but tortured by guilt. 
Mrs. Bickerson lies tense and awake in the darkness as poor husband John suffers through another attack of undulant insomnia or blaster's reflex. Listen. with a one-man band. <laughs> John! Hmm? Turn over on your side. Go on. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Stop it, Blanche. What's the matter? What's the matter, Blanche? I'm going out of my mind. Haven't you caused me enough trouble for one night? What trouble? What's the matter, Blanche? Why didn't you let me in when I came home from Mother's tonight? I knocked on the door till my knuckles were blue. I didn't hear you. You didn't want to hear me. Stood out there in the hall completely exhausted. Fell asleep twice. What other man would let his wife sleep in the hall, John? John Hall. <laughs> You'd better not be so funny, Mr. Pickerson. Blanche, I'm not being funny. I'm just sleepy, that's all. I finally had to wake the janitor to let me in. I was never so embarrassed in all my life. Nothing to be embarrassed about. Oh, no? He opened the letterbox to look for the extra key and found this pint of bourbon. Give me that. What was it doing in the letterbox, John? That's my dividend. I belong to the Bottle of the Month Club. <laughs> That's why we never have any money. You squander every penny on bourbon. I don't squander anything on bourbon. Not much. The whole house is full of empty bottles. Where did they come from if you didn't buy them? I never bought an empty bottle in my life, and you know it. <laughs> why don't you get rid of them? Answer me, John. Why are you so attached to a lot of dead bourbon bottles? I was with them when they passed away. <laughs> Blanche, you spent a few days with your mother and you had a good rest. Now you come home and you're twice as jumpy. Well, I can't help it. You act like you hate me. Blanche, darling, I don't hate you. Are you sorry I came home? You know I am. What? I mean, no. <laughs> did you miss me? Yes. I don't believe it. You never missed me for a minute. I tell you, I did. Well, say it. I missed you for a minute. <laughs> Please put out the lights and let me get some sleep. Nobody knows how I suffer. Take a long trip to Omaha and come home to have you scream at me. I'm not screaming. You might at least ask me how I enjoyed my trip. I'll ask in the morning. You knew my mother wasn't feeling too well. Wouldn't hurt for you to ask how she is. How is she? What do you care? <laughs> I don't. I'm just trying to be polite. Well, you needn't try. I'm fully aware of how much you despise my family, and they feel the same way about you. Is that so? Yes, it is. In all the years we've been married, you've never cared about a single member of my family. How can you say that, Blanche? Not a day goes by that I don't inquire the state of your rich uncle's health. I don't like the way you inquire. What do you mean? It isn't nice to keep asking, is the old goat dead yet? Blanche, I just wish you'd let me sleep for one night without disturbing. I didn't disturb you for a whole week, did I? Three days. All right, three days. Just hate to think of what you've done to this place since I've been gone. Suppose you left a stack of dirty dishes in the sink. No dishes. Were the animals fed regularly? Every day. Did you put fresh sand in the cat's bed? Mmm. The water in the goldfish bowl should have been changed on Sunday. I changed it. I cleaned up everything. How's the canary? I don't know. I haven't seen him since I vacuumed his cage. <laughs> no, don't blow your top. The canary's fine. Did you give him his bath? I gave him his bath. I powdered his tail and I plucked his eyebrows. What do you want from me, Blanche? Where's Nature Boy? Who's Nature Boy? The cat. Did you let him out tonight? No. Why not? He never came in. 
<laughs> Listen, Blanche, I knock myself out working all day, then come home and have to play nursemaid to a broken-down canary and an alley cat. He's a beautiful cat, and I love him. I hate him. Well, you wouldn't feel that way if you got a little friendly with him. It's easy to make up to a cat. Mm. Why don't you bring him something to play with? I'll bring him a dog in the morning. <laughs> Good night. What was that? What was what? There's a mouse in the room, John. There's no mouse. I swear I heard a mouse squeak. Well, what do you want me to do? Get up and oil it? <laughs> oh, it's the cat. Poor thing looks half starved since I've been away. He ate more than I did. Go to sleep, Blanche. Suppose I'll have to get some groceries tomorrow. Are there any eggs for breakfast? No. Then you'll have to eat out. I don't care. I've been doing it all week. Well, don't blame me. I worked for three hours before I left to bake you a lovely rhubarb pie. I'll bet you didn't even touch it. It didn't look good. What was the matter with it? Who ever heard of a pie two feet long? <laughs> well, I couldn't get any shorter rhubarb. <laughs> you didn't eat home. I left enough food for a week. Mm. I cooked a whole bathtub full of rice. What happened to it? I took a bath in it. <laughs> Why didn't you eat it? I've told you a million times I can't stand the sight of rice. Why not? Because it's connected with one of the saddest mistakes of my life. <laughs> All right, John Vickerson. Just for that, I'll never do another thing for you. No more cooking. Good. No more laundry. Wonderful. Maybe you won't be so smug if you don't get a clean tablecloth. I can eat without a tablecloth. I'm not talking about eating. What do you mean? What do you think you've been sleeping on? <laughs> what? What happened to the bedsheets? Why do I have to sleep on a tablecloth? Well, it was too soiled to use on the table, but not dirty enough to go to the laundry. Listen to me, Blanche. I work hard for a living, and I want to sleep on a bedsheet. Well, I work hard, too. It's about time you got me a maid. You had a maid. Yes, but how long was she with us? She was never with us. She was against us from the start. <laughs> well, she was no good anyway. She never swept behind the door. She did, too. She swept everything behind the door. <laughs> I can't afford to hire any maid, and you know it. Put out the lights and let me get some sleep. I can just hear you raising your voice to Gloria Gooseby. Now, don't start with Gloria Gooseby. Believe me, if you were around her for a little while, you'd cool off in a hurry. I've been around her for hours, and I never cool off. <laughs> what? I mean, I, mean, I, mean, I wouldn't have anything to do with it. Now, why does she keep staring at you like she's hypnotized? She doesn't stare. It's just that she wears those outlandish dresses and they bring out her eyes. They bring out yours, too. Now, listen to me, Blanche. Oh, hush up and go to sleep. Go to sleep, she says. Put sand in my rhubarb. Gives me rice baths. Gloria Gooseby. My head is splitting. I'll never sleep another wink as long as I... John, mm. the telephone, answer it. Hello. Go to the phone and answer it. <laughs> Must be four o'clock in the... Oh, oh, put on the lights. The lights are on. Take off your sleep shade. Hello. We're ready now on your call to Omaha. What call to Omaha? Better give it to me, John. Here is your party. Let go, Blanche. I'm not going to be charged for a call to Omaha that I didn't make. Operator. Hello? Is that you, John? What's wrong with Blanche? Nothing's wrong with Blanche, Mother. Why? Give me the phone. In a minute. Hello. John, you're keeping something from me. Why did Blanche try to call me from Clara's house? From Clara's? Give it to me, John, before it's too late. Let go. I tell you, there's nothing wrong with Blanche. She's fine. Then why doesn't she ever come to visit me? It's been two years since I've seen her. 
Two years, huh? <laughs> Just a minute, Mother. I'll put Blanche on. Never mind. It's too late. <laughs> Go on, Blanche. The least you can do is talk to your poor sick mother that you haven't seen in two years. Get on the phone. Hello? What's wrong, Blanche? He been beating you? <laughs> Not yet. What? <laughs> Nothing, Mother. I was all... It was all a mistake. I'll call you back in the morning. But Blanche... I've got to hang up now, Mother. Something's burning. In the middle of the night, what could be burning? Me. Goodbye, Mother. You better start talking, Blanche. Why did you tell me you were going to Omaha? Now, don't get angry. Where's the money I gave you for fair? Fair? Yes, fair. Where's the money? I haven't got it. What have you done with the money, Blanche? Sit up, John. I bought a mink coat. A mink coat? How much was it? Lie down, John. <laughs> Blanche, how dare you go out and spend money on a mink coat? We can't afford a mink coat. Don't scream at me. I deny myself everything. I've been nailing rubber heels on my socks to save on shoes. <laughs> Last week, I hocked my fillings to pay the dentist bill. I never spend a penny on myself. And she has to have a mink coat. You bought a tie last week. It wasn't a tie. It was a rope to hold my jacket together. <laughs> Where's the coat? Let me see it. Oh, you love it, John. It's not nearly as expensive as you think, either. Barney said it was a steal. Barney? Oh, that chiseler. Here. Isn't it gorgeous? Well, take it out of that burlap bag. There isn't any bag. That's the coat. <laughs> kind of a coat is that? It hasn't got any fur on it. That's the latest style, silly. Bald mink. Bald mink? <laughs> How can you squander my good money for a bald mink? It's nice and cool for summer wear. Look at the lovely cut. Aren't the pockets roomy? They won't even hold a quart. <laughs> Take that coat back, do you hear me? I'm not going into debt for any bald-headed minks. Oh, John, how can you be so cruel? Take it back. Please, John. No. Oh, what's the use? I love you, John. You're the most generous and wonderful husband in the world. Go to sleep, Blanche. Can I keep the coat, John? How I slave and sweat to keep body and soul together. Deprive myself of every tiny luxury to make both ends meet. It isn't worth it. In one fell swoop, she squanders two years' savings. What's a man got to live for? I wish I had the courage to... I think I will. Nobody cares about me anyway. One shot and I'll find peace. John! <laughs> ah. <laughs> Wonderful bourbon. Good night, Blanche. Good night, John. And now, here are John and Blanche Bickerson as Francis Langford and Lou Parker. Well, Lou, have you got anything to say? Let me sleep, will you, Francis? <laughs> He's still John Pickerson. Good night, everybody. Good night. Bickerson, starring Francis Langford and Lou Parker, is another worldwide presentation of the United States Armed Forces Radio Service.
That is the Bickersons, June 12th, 1951. That was uh, Lou Parker as John and Francis Langford as Blanche Bickerson. And they loved each other, but they liked the bicker, you know? You know what I'm saying? That was just the relationship. Yeah, created by Phil Rapp. Tony Romano doing the announcing on that show. A good Italian boy, Romano. <laughs> like Ray Romano. Yeah, also in the cast, <laughs> Verna Felton. And a good show. Hope you enjoyed The Bickersons. All right, time for this month in music history, right, Lisa? That's right, Carl. We're going back to the 1980s. Uh-huh. We'll start with this song. Um, Hurts So Good? Yes. Is that it? Yes. And that's, uh, is it John Mellencamp? It is. It's wow. John Mellencamp, but he was then performing under the stage yeah, name John of John Cougar. Cougar. John Cougar. But, right. This was a number two hit on the Billboard chart, and it was the first of three major hits from his 1982 album, American Fool. Do you know any of his other huge hits? You'll know one of them. Oh, yeah. I mean. From, I mean, from the 80s. The 80s? Um, Jack and Diane? Yes, exactly. That yeah. was my favorite. You know why I know so much about John Mellencamp? Because you toured with him, obviously. Well, no, no. <laughs> I didn't tour with him. But <laughs> I know we kid a lot, but actually I got to work with John Mellencamp. And uh, John Mellencamp narrated my movie, the movie that I produced called Madison, way back about 20 years ago now, and got to go to his studio in Seymour, uh, Indiana. And he did all the narration for our movie. It was an MGM release. Uh, Jim Caviezel stars in the movie along with Bruce Dern. I got to be good pals with both of those guys. But, yeah, John Mellencamp. Yeah, he's an actor. Uh, Wasn't he on um, Ally McBeal? Yes. Yeah, I remember him. He was really good. Yeah, and so he narrated it. You know, we did it in the studio there. It was great to work with him. And um, And then when the movie opened Sundance, it was the opening film at Sundance that year, he came and he flew there on his private jet. Didn't invite me on it, unfortunately. Oh, darn. <laughs> yeah, but he showed up and it was great. I mean, he's. I can a, only spend so much time with you, Carl. I, I mean, we all get a little <laughs> tired of it after a while. He did what he uh, had to do, you yeah. know. But I've always been a big fan of John Mellencamp. He does such a great job. Folks, if you ever get a chance, I think you can download it off of Amazon Prime or something. But anyway, it's called Madison's a Good Family. Film and um, I will say this: I put myself in the movie. I'm sure you did. <laughs> I play a uh, I play Jake the banker in it. Jake the banker and John Mellencamp narrates it. Jim Caviezel's the lead, and then Mary McCormick plays his wife, and Bruce Dern, who is awesome, um, plays a uh, big role in it. And I mean, then those are all great. His great son, actors. yeah, his son um, was uh, Anakin Skywalker. In the, uh, you know, the Star Wars mm-hmm. uh, trilogy, you know, the little boy in that. So anyway, uh, lots and lots of fun. Check it out. Go to, I think it's Amazon Prime, where you can get uh, Madison. Check it out. All right. Let's take a break. More of Hollywood 360 after this. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. You know, you sound pretty good on Memorex there, Lisa. Yeah, well, you know, next to you, it, the bar is so very low. <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. Oh, my gosh, that's funny. All right, in our next hour, Joel McRae. He was a big Western star. He stars in another true crime case on 
Tales of the Texas Rangers from 1952. But we're going to need a caller, right? Right. It's all about Lady Gaga. How old oh, do you think she's Lady turning? Lady Gaga. March 28th, 1986. 40. She was born. Oh, I just told you. She's born in 86. 40? She's turning 37. I thought she was older, too. Huh. Uh, but we need a caller to play Beat the Host if you're interested. True like or false, to be on the right? Air. True or false. You can give us a call. 312-642-5600. We're looking for caller number 11. Yeah, it's true or false. It's a lot of fun. Play the game with us, and you're going to win a prize no matter what. And I'll be rooting for you. So 312-642-5600. We'll be right back. Lots of channels. Nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel. Straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525.